Hi, this is Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher and life coach. I'm also author of several self-help books. Today we're going to talk about intuition, which is really when the brain uses past experiences and cues from yourself and the environment to make a quick decision. It's an ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. Today our guest is Ashton, and she's a music professional, but she also happens to be a psychic and medium. So I wanted to ask her a few questions about what it was like having this gift and how she uses it to really trust her intuition and help other people learn how to trust their intuition. Because really, intuition is an instinct. It's your gut feeling or sixth sense. It's almost like love at first sight, how you just feel like it's right. Or when you don't trust someone and you listen to that intuition, sometimes we don't always listen to it. Ashton is what's called an indigo child. Indigo children have psychic and medium abilities, and they tend to be nonconformists, physically sensitive to people around them, and sometimes rebellious to authority, which she definitely has been. <laughs> so Ashton, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> we have a little Frenchie that's trying no. to communicate. Right. And we actually have a thunderstorm happening as we do this podcast, which I think is pretty appropriate for what we may talk about. Yes, there's a thunderstorm. We have lots of commotion and chaos. But what's new? I am intuitive. I think everyone is intuitive in, in some way or form, but some people are more innately intuitive, more so than others. But you can definitely practice intuition to strengthen it as a skill, mm -hmm. which can help in your everyday life. And I think that it does come down to trust and trusting yourself and believing in that there is a greater power in the universe. And I asked Ashton to join us today because she found ways to follow her intuition at a very early age. And I think a lot of people can learn from these experiences. You might find after hearing her stories that you're an indigo child and have these psychic abilities. One thing to know about indigo children is that they sometimes will see auras and angels and communicate with spirit. People will often feel like you're the only one who truly understands you. They get asked advice often. They maintain almost like a warrior-like sensibility and often are a force to be reckoned with. And I think Ashton has really been this way her whole life. And so it will be helpful to learn from her experiences. So Ashton, tell me when you first noticed that you were different. Actually, I don't think I realized I had this gift until later in life. I think we're taught as children to not necessarily believe in the make-believe or any kind of spirits or anything like that. Not that my mom did that, but she was very open to new experiences. However, I just think that our society doesn't verify that there isn't this existing supernatural world. So my first experience was when I was younger. We lived in this house. I don't think it was particularly haunted, but there would be these figures by the end of my bed. 
And I knew that I hated when they came from this room across the hall from me. So every night I'd be like, Dad, please close the door of that room and make sure no one comes in. I don't think he really realized what was going on. But I remember they would sing to me or do weird things, tickle my feet. And it freaked me out, but I think eventually you grow to ignore it or like it becomes normalized. But that was the first time I really sunk in that or that I experienced anything. And then later on in life, when my grandfather passed away, I would sleepwalk. So sleepwalking in the hallways and screaming like, like someone had died. I don't remember this, obviously, because I was sleepwalking, but my dad had to restrain me and then put me back to bed. The next day, I told my dad about a dream I had had of my grandfather, and he came to the swings and said goodbye and just said he was leaving for a little while. And then that morning, he actually got a phone call from the nursing home saying that your father had passed away, actually the exact time I was sleepwalking, and he couldn't believe that I had that dream just because, I mean, at that time, I didn't know what death was, so I didn't know he had died. Right. Well, I remember that time vividly when she was walk, walking through the halls, literally wailing, and it happened to be at 3 in the morning, and... When we did put her to sleep, she it was pretty clear she was sleepwalking, so we didn't think much of it until the next morning when we got the phone call, and they had actually said he had passed away at 3. And when we woke her up, she said, Mommy, why did puppy say goodbye to me and that everything was beautiful where he is and everything will be okay? How do you know when there's a spirit or a ghost in the room? It's Have this, you ever had that experience? Yes. I go into a lot of houses, and I kind of know right away if they're haunted or not. It's kind of this all-knowing feeling. Usually when it's a spirit, like, it is more physical, so you get goosebumps. It feels really cold. I mean, it's all the classic st- stuff, symptoms, <laughs> like your hair stands up on the back of your neck kind of thing. Can you give me an example of a time when your intuition on someone was dead on? I think a lot of women might appreciate understanding what you sensed about a person and whether your instincts were correct or not. A lot of times I know women are really guilty of not listening to their intuition. They say that women will get on an elevator with a man who's sketchy and they get a really bad feeling about him. But rather than be rude and get off the elevator or really listen to their instincts, they will ride up with this bad person. So the idea is get off, don't care about what he thinks. So, and really listen to that intuition. So can you give me an example of how your intuition on someone was accurate? One time, my friend had this really good friend of hers, and she was like, oh, my gosh, you'd get along so well with this girl, blah, blah. And for some reason, just didn't like her. There was something about her that made me not trust her. So I stayed away, and she didn't really understand it. I didn't have to say anything. I just kept an arm's length away. And I said to my friend, I said, hey, just just be careful. I don't trust her. There's something about her. 
Turns out, like three years later, her boyfriend cheated on her with that girl. Those little things, those subtle characteristics or traits of people I can pick up on that other people can't see through. Whenever I go look at houses to buy, I always bring Ashton with me because she can sense the history of the house. And so it, you know, you kind of know whether you want to deal with that or not. So we went into this big, gracious, grand home with this beautiful foyer. And I like fixing houses up. So it was, it needed a lot of work, but I thought it was really had a lot of potential. And so I brought Ashton and she went through all three floors and came down and said, I, I'm not sure I would buy this house. And I said, what's happening? And she said, well, there's, there's just a melancholy spirit in the home. And she is sad a lot, cries a lot. And she likes to eat dinner with the family because she never was able to have a family of her own. And that's something that she really missed in her lifetime. And so she said, you know, she's not a mean spirit, but she's just really, I have this really, really melancholy feeling. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting, but I don't know if I want to deal with that. And so then the broker took us outside of the home and, and faces the home and says, well, let me tell you the history of the home. And she said, this home was built 200 years ago by a wealthy shipping magnet. And do you see that little teeny home on the property line? And we were like, yeah. And, and she said, well, he built that home for his mistress. And she had to live on the property line and, and watch him enjoy his family her whole life. And Ashton looked at me and said, Mom, that was the mistress in the house. So mm-hmm. I think you saved me from that purchase. But Well, there are actually other stories that when, when I go in houses. So um, in Eggertown, Massachusetts, is this little island off the coast of Cape Cod, Martha's it's a big, Vineyard. yeah, Martha's Vineyard. It's a big sailing, shipping port. So a lot of old houses are there. and Old captain houses, Old captain too. houses. Oh, there are a lot of old captain's houses. My friend, she invited me to stay at her house in town, and I did. But I could not stay in the main house. It was just, like, eerie feeling. I felt like this woman, I saw a woman, actually. She was long, dark hair. And I thought it was my friend's sister. So I was just like, oh, okay. Like, thought nothing of it because it was in the middle of the night. And I thought she was just passing by the room. But no, that was not Ellie. Ellie hadn't come home that night. So it was definitely not her. But I just told the mom, I was just like, your house is haunted. She's like, it's funny you say that. Like, lights go off, faucets are going on and off, and doors slam. Three months later... They have a flood in the basement. So eight feet of water flooded the basement. But since it's an old house, you have to go underneath the front steps to get to the valve. And you have to dig um, through the ground. And so the plumber did that. But he came up with a skull and femurs and just like left the job on spot and was like, I'm not dealing with that house. The femurs were actually female and they were cut in half. So I do think that that's just verification there, that it is haunted, and what I see is it's true, but it was creepy. And because it was an old captain's house, that was probably some mistress mistress that he killed. Or even possibly a slave at that point. But she got rid of the 
bones because she didn't want anyone knowing. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about how you have used this gift to help you in business with the music industry. Yeah, the music industry, it's similar to a lot of industries, but I think it's much more healing and intuitive because you have to be good at music. You have to use your creativity and originality to uh, appeal to the masses or put your vulnerability out there. But since I'm on the business side of things, I definitely pick up on kind of the star power that artists have. So it's helped me navigate or find those magnets of star power and pick up on those things. I think like you really should be intuitive in that industry because it's not all based on numbers. For example, you see Doja Cat. I mean, she was with RCA for years. She just became big or even Lizzo. Her song had been out for two years before it became a hit, which is crazy. So you do have to listen to your intuition because it's not all about numbers. How do you really read a situation when you haven't met someone? You can tune into other people's energy pretty easily. I personally need tools to navigate that energy. So a lot of people use tarot cards or I've even heard of some people using magazines to like catch on words. I actually use now songs because if I'm in a car, I'm usually listening to songs. So I'll just put my iPhone on shuffle and say, like, I'll just speak to this greater power and say, like, let me know what is like the answer to my question or whatnot. And it's funny how accurate those songs come up. It's like dead on. It's It's like spirit will send you a song to answer that question. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. Do you ever get signs from this other world? Yeah, yeah. I read that great book called Signs. After that, I really, I focused on manifesting signs. So that day I was like, I want to see like an orange. And all day I saw oranges. And I know that's pretty... But why did you want to see the orange? Just because I needed some verification Validation that it, on it, yeah, it was real, that signs were real. And I was like, let me know. Oh, let me know that I'm on the right path. Send me an orange. And I'd find the orange in like the weirdest places. Like where? Like on a sidewalk, but there was no orange trees near. Or there was one on a valet stand. Wow. But the valets, there was no valet. It was in quarantine. So they weren't valeting cars. I still didn't trust it. I still was like, I don't know if I believe it. Cause even I am very skeptical. And so I finally was like, send, send me clovers. There's no clovers in LA or I haven't seen very many of them compared to Boston where you can like Celtics and Irish is everywhere. So I asked for a clover and this is in the middle of quarantine. So in summer, like June and the next block, this bar is covered in St. Patrick's Day decorations. So it's like clovers everywhere, four-leaf clovers everywhere. And I went back the next day, they're all gone. So the decorations are gone. So I think that was just the pretty, the most clear representation that there are... Kind of smacked you in the face with, I'm telling you, yeah, this is real. Listen up. That's great. And I think just our audience should know when you have a question or you want to know if you're on the right path, ask your spirit guides or your angels or your guardian angel or God or whoever it is that you believe in. Ask them to send you a sign that you're on the right path and pick something, a rainbow or a feather or an orange, whatever it is that speaks to you. Maybe it's a turtle and look for it. One time I asked for a sign of a turtle and I never have seen a turtle where I live. 
And I was driving down the road and there is this huge turtle walking, you know, in the road and I was scared it was going to get hit. So I ran out and carried it across the street. And then I went on a walk at the beach and I was hiking behind a man with a turtle tattoo. So I was like, wow, yeah, I really look for it. You got to look for it places. Right. A lot of times you're people, not expecting. That's right. But also don't think that just because you asked for a sign like I did the next second, you're going to get it. It could be a week. It could be a month. But just be in tune and aware of those signs that you asked for. And other ways that we can sharpen intuition is really to listen. When you start noticing things around you, great things will happen. And to also trust your gut, just like she's saying, when she noticed something that didn't feel right about someone, just keeping them in arm's length. It's not shutting them out or being rude to them. I think our society also glorifies having a ton of friends or being super busy. And so being this extrovert, but a lot of the time those people might not be good in your life or be supporting your mission and you might be giving too much to them. If you are empathic, sometimes people suck your energy and you want a really mutual relationships. And sure, there are going to be people in your life where you're going to help them grow. But it's just realizing that and making sure you're not being a sponge to, the, to their emotions. It's, you're right. It's about being smart about who you hang with. Because people who drain you actually make it really difficult to listen to your intuition. <laughs> and also it can put your thoughts in a negative place too if they're also very negative. Right. And what you think you become, the mind is everything. It's so true though, but you have to truly believe what you're thinking. And then... That's like the key to successful manifestation, visualization, is you have to believe it to be true. I also think it's important to let bad feelings go. That's why when we are sad or depressed, we tend to make bad decisions more often. You touched on this. Mindfulness is really helpful in helping you pay attention to everything around you. This will actually allow you to really make informed decisions. So your intuition is really, really sharp. And find time to be silent and still. This generation really does value mm -hmm. busyness. And what's really more important is unplugging and connecting with nature. Even if you are laying on a towel in a field, it, it's a way of silencing your critic and all mm -hmm. the critics and racing any negativity from the past so that you can really attract good people and great experiences. Intuition can lead to powerful insights. You want to use common sense and develop this skill. This is something that you can practice and really develop it over time. And I think Ashton has really been successful in doing that. Like in math class, I, I thought I was seeing auras and then I realized you can practice that to see it whenever you want. And you used to see auras in church a lot. Yeah. When you were young, she would say, you know, why does that woman have green all around her? Or why does that woman have blue all around her? It's funny because when I did see it in math class, I was kind of daydreaming because I was bored. But that's a meditative state. And so when you are in this meditative state, you're more open to seeing kind of visions. Yeah, other things. So it is all practice because you can put yourself in a meditative state. You, and you've also talked about seeing angels. People have angels that help them and you see people's angels around them. 
I think everyone has spirit guides and it's it's a really comforting thing to know because you have support and help whether you it's, see it or whether you see it or not but they're not going to intervene in your life unless you ask them to unless you ask for help and especially speaking it out loud is is strong and clear communication mm-hmm. we a lot of us aren't good at communicating so like the least you can do is communicate with the higher power or your spirit guides but everyone has them you know that you could have one you could have two you could have three I haven't seen much more than that, but so say you don't you have been you know upset about your friend group and you want to change it. That's all often really hard for young women. So you could ask your angels technically to help you find friends mm-hmm. that are really genuine and loyal and kind so yeah. that and then you'll see your friends evolving. Or I even asked one day I was upset and I said send me a good friend cuz I need one. And within an hour, one of my best friends called me and was like, would you like to go on this vacation to Ojai? Like, it's on me. And I was like, I love that. And I needed that a lot. I I had a bad day. I needed that restoration. But my spirit guides heard me, you know? It was just a, a quick decision thing. So you have an open dialogue with the spirit guides and ask for help a lot. Do you see yourself improving and becoming a better person every day because of this? I also forget sometimes that I have spirit guides as well. I think like everyone That's a good does. Point. Yeah. So when you're in that emotional state, you're not thinking you're in that bad negative mindset. So you're not thinking it can help me. You're feeling victim. So it is good to like really take a breath, refresh your mind and then be like, remember, oh, I have that support system. Like, let me call them up. Right. Just because you can't see them. Yeah. They're all around you. But so I'm working every day to become more mindful and more in tune to communicating with my spirit guides because... I don't think I've mastered it yet, but it definitely has helped me. And I'm glad I'm more aware of it than than even others because it's put me in a really good position in my life. And I think our audience should also know you were always a real high energy overachiever, tend to like take on a lot, put a lot of pressure on yourself. But you were always so kind to the people around you and sensitive to others and we're one to really stand up to bullying and I really feel like what helped you why were you so fearless about standing up to bullies because you weren't very big I think it's more injustice really pisses me off (laughs) I think that it's I know it's hard to sometimes stand up but it's even for me it's more hard to watch it so that's why I did it what do you put out to the world you'll receive back in some way or form? I, I always do something because it, because feels, it right. feels right, not because I f- expect something in return. But I think having a positive mindset and being really nice to others, that can only bring you good things. Right. And everyone has setbacks. So instead of like beating yourself up about that, just recognizing and regrouping, getting back in nature can help like literally shift your mind. I I read an article that was like, if you walk in nature for 20 to 30 minutes, you lower your cortisol levels and that can totally reset your mind and body. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Ashton, for joining us today. I hope that everyone learned something today and can go out in that world and really try practicing with trusting your intuition. And to end our practice, I'd like to 
have everyone join me for a short meditation. If you could, just close your eyes. If you're seated, just rest your back on your chair. If you are laying flat, you can lay flat on a bed or a towel. And I want you to just take a deep breath in and a long breath out. And start to relax the muscles in your face. Relax your brow. The back of your head presses into the earth. Unless you're in a chair, just notice the back of your head. Go ahead and relax the inner and outer ear. Upper lip, lower lip. Jaw relaxes. The neck softens. Shoulders feel loose and heavy. And as you inhale, just say to yourself, relax. And then exhale and relax. Allow the upper back to soften and relax. And the lower back relaxes. Your hips and pelvis relax. And now allow your legs to feel loose and heavy down to your feet. And as you inhale, visualize a bright white light surrounding you. And this bright white light is filled with protective energy so that any negative energies just bounce off of you. And allow that protective light to envelop you like a cocoon. And notice how you're sparkling and glittering. Inhale all that positive energy, that beautiful energy that's all around you. And exhale, releasing any tension or negative energy. Inhale that belief that we are going to trust our intuition. And then exhale and let go of any cynicism, doubt. Inhale, allow the breath to help you go deeper and deeper. Allow the sound of my voice to eliminate any distractions. Notice how much calmer you feel. Sometimes it's helpful to visualize something beautiful in nature, a field of wildflowers, a snow-capped mountain, Baby birds squawking in a nest, a crackling fire, a double rainbow, a feather on a dirt path, an orange on a valet stand, sitting on the beach listening to the ocean waves crash at the shore. Now slowly 
Inhale, beautiful energy. Exhale, release tension and worry. Now that you've been able to clear your mind, you can go ahead and open your eyes and finish your day. Be sure to subscribe to Mary Kay's Positivity Podcast, and I hope you'll join us again soon. Namaste.